Blog Talk Radio. Souls on all levels and in all dimensions are on their own evolutionary journey. There is no end point, no specified timing, and no losers. Every soul goes through their own unique experiences, yet we all have much in common. The higher self's evolutionary perspective, then, builds bridges of understanding. Let's move the focus from division and conflict to acceptance and love of ourselves and others. Well, good morning or good afternoon or evening to every single person who happens to listen to my show. And welcome to my favorite day of the week. So, and I have a great show for you guys today. But first, I really want to thank you for being my part of my listening community and viewing community. It is really a pleasure for me and so important to me. It just means so much. Anyway, today I am going to be talking about what do we do with the information if we happen to know one of our past lives or perhaps several of our past lives. I want to give you the higher self perspective. Before I forget, let me give you my email just in case you have any questions and it's jbmrichmond at gmail.com. Please contact me at any time. I will get back to you, I promise. Okay, let's go on. <clears throat> I'm going to give you a little background. In the 80s, it was either in 84 or 85, I was a member of Joe Pepper's group, and she had a class. She called her contact class. And in yourself came in, it was once a month, and they came in, and they would give us an exercise. They would explain how to connect psychically to the higher self, very different of contact. And they gave us an exercise we were to practice the following week or the month. So I always practice on fellow people, friends in the group, or even friends in the great group, because not all of Joan's uh, people that came to her regular meetings came to the contact class. So just friends, guinea pigs. And one of them, one time we had an exercise, and the exercise was the following. We were to move our hands around a person's body without touching, just sensing the energy field around the body. And we were to, if we felt any change in the energy, something more intense or less intense or warmer or cold, any kind of shift in the energy at whatever area we were supposed to go in and tune in and see what we could pick up from that area. So I called my friend Gary. He was a member of the group. And I, Can I use you as my guinea pig? And he said, sure. So I went to his place and felt all around and felt a couple of areas that were warmer or colder. The one area that was particularly different was the shoulder, the left so <clears throat> I was too shy, way too shy to try to tune in at that point. So I went home and did it from home. And I got a past life, the first ever in my journey. You, you, you probably remember that I was pretty much rock when I started this, this, this journey. And this was one of the very first things, this contact class helped me get a couple of things. Like very little in most of the class, but um, this one I got, and it was very powerful for me in the sense that it was opening a big door. But I got a life for him, 
and he was an officer in the Civil War, and he was an officer in the South, not in the Union side, but in the Rebel side. And I saw him, it started out at dawn, just before dawn or just at dawn, and a shot, he was asleep in his tent, and a shot rang out, and he woke up with a bolt, and he just knew that something was happening, something happened to his sentry. Now, they didn't have snipers exactly in those days, but he was very concerned. He just jumped out of bed or out of the cot or out of whatever it was, ran out of the tent, had his, you know, fashion-looking type underwear on, no boots, and just ran across the field to see if he could help his sentry. He was a very caring officer. He cared and knew all of his men, and he cared about them. Well, what happened was he got shot by the same soldier on the other side that had shot the sentry, and he got shot the left shoulder. And he went down, and as he went down, he was so upset with himself because he knew he couldn't help the sentry. He knew that he'd made a mistake. He should have taken more time to figure out the approach, how he could be most helpful. He was filled with remorse, filled with despair, filled with guilt. And he didn't die right away, but the shot did kill him eventually. And so for a few days, he absolutely was ruminating over and over again about, oh my gosh, what, this was horrible. I was not there. I was not a proper leader. And lots of feelings of failure about the rest of his men, and he just died in a state of despair and guilt and just miserable because he felt he didn't do his job. Okay, so I get the life. I'm like, all right, I'm going to call, and Jerry's wife picked up, and so she said, oh, tell me, what did you get? So I told her about the life, and she said, oh, or know about that life. When we were living in New York, we went to two past life readers. They both told Gary of that life. What else have you got? Oh, she did say we actually were able to verify it. This was back in the 80s, remember? Google then. She said we went to the library and we looked it up and there was an officer and she actually gave me his name at the time, but I've long since forgotten it. She said we verified and he did die from a shot to the shoulder. And she, she and, and I am thinking as she's saying this, whoa, oh, my God, oh, my God, oh, my God, you know, because I've never gotten anything. But she was so disappointed that I hadn't gotten anything else because they already knew about that life. So I came away from that call on the one hand feeling like, hey, maybe I can actually do something, get something, pick up something. But on the other hand, I felt like a failure. I felt like I disappointed and I was, I was upset. You have to remember back then, I was so new at it. A lot of these issues that come, came up for me that don't come up much anymore because I've neutralized so much. But anyway, I just made peace with it and thought, well, you know, it was a good thing for me. Well, I don't remember exactly if it was the next day or within a few days. I spoke to Gary, and, and I don't remember if it was a phone call or whether it was at the group. I, he said to me, 
something along the lines, and I'm sure I don't have it exact, but something along the lines of, okay, this is the third time I've gotten this past life, clearly proving that that life existed and there was a real person. The fascination with being able to validate my past life, that really wasn't the point. Now that I'm, he said, now that I'm a member of Jones Group, I understand that, hey, I need to do something more than that. I need to, all of those deep emotional issues that I died with, I need to neutralize those. I need to dissolve all of that because it's in my coming into my life now. And he could relate to guilt and feelings of failure and several of the issues and the despair. He could relate to that, even though in this life, I believe he was a lawyer and attorney at that point. So he kind of did this 180. He said, I've now been given the same life three times. There's some significance of that. So what I'm here to tell you guys, what I'm here to explain is, Gary, it took three times. In fact, when we have the opportunity, whether it's me picking up a lifetime for someone or whether it's you get it from somebody else, it's a way that the soul communicates to you. Three different people, three different people who were tuning in got that same life. Why is that? We've had hundreds and thousands, if not millions of lives. Why that same one? Because it was important. The soul kept saying, hey, pay attention. Pay attention. There's something about this life that's bringing forward into your life now because those energetics as he was dying were so intense, so painful. All the emotions, all the, the beliefs that he took away imprinted very deeply in, into his soul. And he at the soul level, didn't want them anymore. So the soul can't pick up the phone. It can't, it can't, you know, say, you know, tap us on the shoulder, but it brings to our attention the things we need to heal in these various ways. And that's exactly what Gary got. And when Gary got it, I got it too. And in fact, I'm sharing it with you because it was really the start for me to doing this work. Now, put it together like, oh, well, that step and that led me to another step. But as I look back, I see some key moments in my journey to how I got to doing this work. And that was really key. It really gave me, with Gary's help, a deep understanding and connection to the fact that the soul taught us in many different ways. And it's our opportunity to do something that information. He didn't do anything with it other than trying to verify it through. And, you know, it was a claim to fame. It was exciting, something fun to tell people. But he, neither one of the other readers offered him any suggestions about using it to heal or anything. Now, we do know sometimes you get some information about a past life and there's a healing effect on it because it gives you, like, insight into your life now. But it still would be carrying the energy and so the higher self would always recommend if you have gotten a past life or several, use those as an opportunity to clear. You've gotten them for some reason. 
there's some important part of those that the higher selves want you or wish for you to bring into a state balance or understanding or, you know, neutralizing. And so that's what I recommend, that, yeah, it's fun. Sometimes there's a claim to fame. Sometimes it's fascinating. It's always interesting. But how do we use that to help ourselves? We take those opportunities that knowledge with knowledge is power. We take the knowledge and we use it. Now, the first two higher self readers that he went to did not go into the emotional impact of that death. I did. I got, I got big hits on it. And that was the main focus of that lifetime. So any of you might have gotten information about a past life without knowing or been given the deep emotional impact of those lives. So you might think, oh, well, there wasn't any. But it, it just happened on the reader. It depends on the, the interpretation, the focus. Uh, it depends on so many factors. So I want you to just imagine if I had a lifetime as XYZ, uh, how would it feel? How would I, what about that life would have been disturbing or upsetting or difficult or stressful or how would I suffer in that life? Literally make it up and nine times out of ten. Yeah, 99 times 100, you're going to pull, be pulling out exactly, you think you're making it up, but you are exactly pulling out what that lifetime is trying to tell you. For me, when I went for my one clients, I used to get what the higher self would call the perfect storm life, if I got a path. And in, in, in those sessions or the, with those clients or people meetup group, whatever, or on the radio, it, it meant that that life was carrying so much that imprinted and became either a part or a start of the soul scramble. And it was, that's why they gave me that past life. And so in my sessions or my readings, my healings, I mean, my soul scans, if I came up with a storm life, I must always spend much of the time just on that life. But usually it's very complicated. Lot of stuff feeding into the perfect storm, you know. Um, now my session expanded because now for the most part, even though I'm perfectly capable of getting past life information, I've done it hundreds of times, the, the readings are more what I call it the flip book, book, the flip book approach. They, the higher self will show me sort of vignettes of many, many lives, flipping one of, through the, one of those books that shows you the scene, and it unfolds shows me the journey that the, the soul, the person I've been working on, the individual that I'm working on, they, it shows me their, their past history, so to speak, around whatever they, that we are working on. And so now when I go in, I'm not just working to help neutralize and help the individual clear one life. It's I'm clearing, helping clear multiple lives. It's a very deep, very broad, very profound healing. And when I started, we used to start 30 years ago, we'd start with one little thing and work on that. And then the next day we'd work on one other thing. And now with the evolutionary thrust, the evolutionary movement of the planet itself with its frequency moving up, now, much more is on the table 
in the now and we can get the same thing accomplished that would, would maybe have taken multiple, multiple, multiple sessions or, or to heal. And now it's one, you can cover so much. So it is a powerful, powerful thing. And so if you have multiple past lives you know about, you can go in and work on them all at once. They might have things in common, some commonalities, and they might not. So you can just go in and tackle them, do the neutralizing all at once. You don't necessarily have to do one life at a time, but you can do one life at a time. There's nothing wrong with that. And when you do it one at a time, you're going to get deeper and deeper and deeper. And my feeling is, that life is the tip of the iceberg. That's why you got it. It's almost like what you might think of as a perfect storm life. And then the roots are in many other lives that came before. And so as you work on that one life, you're going to get deeper and deeper into the roots, into the foundation of the soul scrambles or the soul issues or the hurts and wounds, the suffering, whatever it is. And so you're going to really help yourself if you use the life, the past lives, information you've been given or will be given to help yourself, bring yourself into a state of balance and one accord. Um, now, <laughs> that went really quick. That's what I was going to talk about for the whole time. I just don't have a sense when I, when I put everything together. I don't much have a sense of how long it's going to be, in case you've noticed, sometimes I go over and sometimes under. But in any case, that's basically it. Yeah, it's fun, it's exciting, it's interesting to discover a past life. It's, you know, a claim to fame. Do understand that you might get a past life as some major figure. It might be, you know, that let's say you got a past life in Egypt. You could have actually had that life in, in the Egyptian concept that's played out on another planet. So that's why we have a lot of confusion and a lot of contradiction with past life stuff about how it was or how it will be, future lives, et cetera, because there's so many planets and we've been on so many planets, hundreds of thousands, and they all have the same concepts infused. And so they play it out, but they play it out in ways. So, for example, when people talk about Atlantis, there's a lot of different information about Atlantis because the Atlantean concept, guys, was on, is on every planet that houses life forms. And for various reasons, um, which I'm not going to go into, the concepts can play out very differently. So, anyway, just be aware of that fact, but you can still, if you get a life, whether you know it for sure, it's planet or not doesn't matter that was just a little aside since I just figured out a tons of time left um, I'm going to wrap it up anyway no worries I don't have to go a half an hour but no matter what kind of life you get please please work on neutralizing it and understand that if you get lives that where you're suffering where you're a slave, where you are an indentured servant, where you are abused, where you are, you know, having very horrific times. Don't be upset by that. It's your soul saying, hey, you, you want to, you need to pay attention to the suffering. 
pattern that you had before because that suffering pattern, for example, is moving into the now life. And whether you're aware of it or not, let's neutralize that sucker. <laughs> so don't feel disappointed if you have lives that are not some famous person, you know, that kind of thing. Um, a, a friend of mine got the impression that she was Anne Boleyn and in a past life. And she, she just, first of all, she wasn't sure if she could wrap her head around that. She never went into locking down that she was Anne Boleyn. But the, the effect that it had on her in this life is because she was beheaded by Henry VIII, in case you guys don't remember, she was beheaded. She decided that she would never be beautiful again because she felt it was her beauty that led her into that situation. And there were other issues too. And so what she did was she worked on neutralizing this need to reject who she was as Anne Boleyn because it led to her being beheaded. And she worked on all the issues that were in her life. Whether she was Anne Boleyn or not, didn't matter. It was it was the issues behind that life were important to work on because otherwise she felt she wouldn't have gotten it. It might not have been Anne it have been some other person in a similar situation and that wasn't that important. But in any case, take what you got, take what you might get in the future and work on it. Now the higher selves do say we do not need to know any, any of our past lives. You don't have to race out now and get some past life information in order to heal yourself. Not at all. They've told us from the get-go, all we need to do is look in our outer reality. What aren't we happy with? What's stressful? What's upsetting us? What's hurting us? Where are we out of balance? Where are we suffering? And we start there. And you just go in and you can say, Anything from any life, any issues, known and unknown, conscious or unconscious. Just keep letting go into that light, into that pure soul essence light that I told you earlier on the shows. I want you to just let go of those ideas, whatever you imagine, whatever you think would be part of it, but it's known and unknown, and you can let go of anything and everything just by, well, I'm going to work on my difficulty and not getting jobs that pay me enough or I'm constantly being uh, betrayed, or maybe I'm being abused, ver verbally abused, or whatever it is. You find the areas in your life that you're unhappy with, and just start letting go of all the issues. And you can say none unknown, direct and indirect, indirect. In other words, not just directly related, but anything indirectly related. And this has worked for me really well over the years. There have been issues that I see. I see the big energetics that I'm letting go. I don't know what it is, and I'm not getting it. So I say to the higher self, are you not what this is? And they go, ah, no, because then you'll just start focusing on it again and re-empowering it. Just let it go. It's all you have to do, and then it would go. So even I had to sort of teach myself, why am I not understanding? And I just saw it leaving, and hey, that's all we need to do. Okay, so that's it. For today, I, it's a random series, as you know, so I don't know what's coming next week. I didn't decide on this one until yesterday. You know, I have so many things that I could talk about, so it's kind of, kind of hard to 
one into one, and I just kept thinking, oh, something will be, something will remind me, something will trigger me. So, and that's what basically happened yesterday. I was triggered. Oh yeah, you know, hey, that was so great, and it taught me a lot. That that situation way back, and I don't know if it was '84, '85, because the contact class started end of '84 and it went into the '85, and I just love that class. And when Joan, at some point, Joan did stop it unexpectedly and was just devastated. But I had enough help from that class that it gets started in little ways. So hopefully, um, now that it's 30 years plus later, the with the energies moving faster and faster, all of us will have help. We have that wind at our back. The awakening we're going through is happening faster and faster and faster and deeper and deeper and deeper than we've ever been awakened before. And this is true of all souls at all levels because of the evolutionary thrust. Okay, so with that, I'm going to wind down the show. Thank you so much. And we will talk again next week. Okay. Got to do this outro. Janet is a catalytic artist, an award-winning author, a radio show host, and a healer. You can find her on her website, HigherSelfVoice.com, also on Amazon, Kindle, Facebook, YouTube, and on the podcast app on your smartphone. To reach her with questions or for a healing session, her email address is jvvmrichmond at gmail.com.